Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week, we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations, and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. <laughs> I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we are two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer. Maybe too small. Welcome to share big adventures. <laughs> and help you with great tips. Tricks. And discounts. And Peggy's you seem a little punchy today. <laughs> well, Peggy was making funny faces. Well, it said we're happy campers. We are happy campers. <laughs> just being a happy camper. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, Peggy. That <laughs> anyway. was hilarious. Oh, I, you know, she got me. <laughs> and obviously that was the goal. That was the goal. Okay. We have what some people might think is a stinky episode today. What? I I'm mean, sure some people will be flushed with excitement <laughs> about it. <laughs> Well, first of all, let me say that I see a lot of times on Facebook people talking about toilet paper. Yeah. And I just want to reiterate, we've talked about it before, but you don't necessarily have to have RV toilet paper. What? It's a really good idea to have septic safe toilet paper, Yep. but RV branded or RV specific toilet paper is a waste of money. And it's usually horrible, and too. And it's usually horrible. So we're going to put a link to an article that I wrote about why you don't actually have to pay that extra money for specific toilet paper that says it's for RVs. And I just, I've seen it so much, I just wanted to bring it up again. The big secret to using the RV potty, especially with the big dirty, as Alan Warren As says, Alan Warren calls it. Is lots of water. Yep. And septic safe toilet paper. And we have not had a problem in years doing this. And that's what we do. And we also will put a link to the RV toilet treatment that we use, Tank Tex RX. Yep. And gosh, it just works. It does. And you know what could happen is RV toilet paper. This is so hard. Uh oh. <laughs> RV toilet paper could <laughs> wipe out your budget. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's a little bit of a reach, but hey. It's one of those weeks again, huh? You know, we can't stop giggling and being silly. Well, I mean, we are talking about well, it's poo. A sell. Yeah, we are. <laughs> yep, that's what this episode's all that's about. That's what it's all about. So speaking of the big, dirty Alan Warren's term for dog poo, we are going to talk all about it today. Yep, we absolutely are. We are actually not kidding. This episode is about dog poop. Not completely. Not completely. But, but yeah, for the most part. It's good stuff about dog poop. So let's get to it. Yeah. We know lots of people who would love to try out stressless camping, but don't have an RV. That's why we love RV Share. It's a great way to test the waters without jumping in with both feet. With RV Share, you can rent other people's RVs so you can experience stressless camping firsthand. It's a great way to decide which RV is right for you. Try motorhomes, travel trailers, or fifth wheels and see what fits your lifestyle. And if you want a safe and secure way to make money with your RV, RV Share is the way to do that safe secure and a great way to start stressless camping so check out rv share on the discounts and deals page on our website today 
I hope that you all don't think that this interview stinks. Oh. We <laughs> are talking to Jay Redinger, the CEO of the Poo Prince division of Biopet Laboratories. And we're going to talk poop. Yeah. Jay, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. You know, we love talking poop around here. <laughs> I've been hounding Peggy to get on this for a while. Oh, so <laughs> Here we go. Oh, man. It's a serious subject, but... It's a serious subject, it. but you can't take it too seriously. So we're going to have a little bit of fun, but we are going to talk about something that's pretty important, and that is poop piles that get left laying around by pet owners. Yeah. And how Jay is helping to combat that problem. So first of all, Jay, welcome. Tell our audience about Poo Prints. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I'm excited about this. I got to start off by saying my family and I, we are avid campers. We love camping. Excellent. So I'm kind of get to see two worlds collide here and that's pretty exciting. That is very exciting. So let me tell you about Poo Prints and how we started. We are a division of Biopet Laboratories, and Biopet is an animal genetics company. We were founded in the uh, early 2000s. As a company, we're animal advocates. We believe in solving social problems and different problems through technology. And the story goes, and it's true, we had a scientist. She was living in an apartment complex. And there was poop everywhere and she was tired of it. And she came in one day and said to the team, you know, we, I've got to figure out who this is. There's gotta be a way to find out who's not picking up their poop. And they started doing some research and some work. And sure enough, they were able to pull some DNA from the poop. And from then, Poo Prince was born. So it's kind of funny. That was 2010. And basically, what they decided is they said, you know, if we have a DNA profile from a dog in our database and we pull DNA from this poop and we compare them, we can match who's not picking up. Today, we serve 5,500 customers from around the world. Wow. And those customers are like apartment complexes and things like that, right? Yeah, so they vary. We work with cities. Our main customers, apartment complexes, condominium communities, homeowners associations, and we've got campgrounds that have started utilizing the program. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so amazing. So essentially, from what I understand, a campground registers with your company and then can, as a campground owner, then tell pet owners, hey, if you're registered with Poo Prints, then you get a discount or something, or, or you know, or you can bring your pet. And if they do find such uh, leavings behind, they could send it to you and you can go, haha, that was the Joneses dog. That was Buffy in Site 17. <laughs> that was, yep. <laughs> that was Buffy that came from that travel trailer. Yeah, man, Buffy. But I mean, it is a big problem and we've all, anybody who's done any amount of camping has found that it's not just the bears who do that. It's It's not just the raccoons that are. No, (laughs) it's a lot of pet owners. And so what kind of feedback have you gotten from the campgrounds and have you had any feedback from the pet owners? So here's the funny thing. Obviously, the campgrounds have loved it. You know, it has really started to keep areas, common areas clean. I mean, everybody wants a nice, clean campground. You know, one thing you all know that I think is funny is 
campers like to move around in the dark too. You know, you may be yeah. going from your site to the bathhouse and you don't want to necessarily have an extra flashlight to see where you're, where you're stepping. Right. So campgrounds have loved it. What they love about it is you're pleasing all campers. You've got, you're pleasing the dog owners because most dog owners are responsible. And they're like, you know, I pick up my stuff. It's about time there's a program that everybody picks up. Their yeah, poo. so they don't suffer. They don't get punished for someone else's laziness or whatever. Right. Every dog owner is used to that look that you get from from somebody across the road at another <laughs> site. That's like, did you pick up? Yeah. Yeah. Then the non-dog owners love it because it's clean and they know people are being accountable. Our program is also built that we reward people when they register. So like you mentioned it, campgrounds can give discounts. Hey, you're registered with two prints. We're going to take a, a, a discount off for your, for your dog staying here. And then we have partnerships where we offer discounts with Chewy and different pet vendors. We also have a health and wellness program that that pet owner gets access to in our system that's specific to their dog. So we reward for good behavior. That health and wellness program, that alone is a reason to register your dog. So not only do you send in your DNA just for potential you know, poop for issues, the poop issue, right? but you get a whole lot more out of it. Oh yeah. In this health and wellness application, it asks you questions. Do you travel with your dog? Do you camp with your dog? And it helps adjust. Uh, I think it was like a maintenance plan for your car. Mm -hmm. uh, it helps you adjust your lifestyle and your, your maintenance plan for your dog based on the way you answer things. We believe in, in everybody being able to go anywhere they want with their pet, but doing it responsibly. And, you know, going back to some of the feedback you asked about, one of our biggest things is education. And that's one thing we've seen is that a lot of times people just don't know. You know, there's some lazy people, but, right. <laughs> but the main thing is some people just don't understand. I mean, I grew up in the country and you just kind of let the dog out and that stuff was fertilizer. Yeah, it was everywhere, but it was not in the yard because right. it was out in the dispersed yeah. areas. Yeah. So a lot of them have really appreciated the fact that we're, we're providing education and additional health benefits as well. And you get some DNA information back about your dog as well? There are some health aspects that can be purchased that are DNA specific information for your dog. It's funny you ask that question. We have kept the program. A lot of that is an additional test. We have kept the program such that the profile that we create is very similar to the profile that like the FBI creates on a person. That profile is specific to that dog and differentiates it from any other dog in the world. So it's not about breed and traits and health statistics mm -hmm. in the profile we use for the Poo Prince program. It's specific to that dog. Interesting. Okay. Now, how difficult is it to register a dog? What, what does an owner have to do? It's really simple. We have kits and the campgrounds, when you check in, they have a kit and all you have to do is swab the dog. It's a cotton swab that just simply goes on the inside of their mouth. It comes with an envelope. You put that swab back in the envelope. You know, there's information on there that we ask for to identify it and it gets sent in the, popped in the mail and sent to us, sent to our lab. Okay. So it's kind of like the ancestry things that humans do, right? They can swab their mouths and send in a 
a exactly. swap sample. Okay. The only yeah, and the difference with us, you know, some of those ancestry things have gone to spitting in a tube. We don't want a dog spitting <laughs> in a tube. Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to, to, it's to, hard to that. train that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm still working on that one. Well, some of them, you know, some dogs are so slobbery, you could just hold a tube oh, under them yeah. and you'd get a sample pretty easily. <laughs> those are not the dogs I like to have, though. I no. don't like that. Peggy's not a slobbery dog kind of person. <laughs> we will never have a Saint Bernard, most no. likely. No, no. slobbery dogs. And then once they're registered. We have a really cool tag. It's colorful. It's got one of our logos on it. And each dog gets a unique number and a tag that they can put on their collar and it shows they're registered. And is okay. there a cost to register a dog? It's about $40, a one-time charge to register a dog. All right. But like I said earlier, you're getting about $75 in free stuff right. when you do that. Okay. And so That's you cool. pay, but you only have to do that once because your dog's DNA doesn't change <laughs> no matter what. So if it does, we have big problems. Yeah. <laughs> hey, if you learn that, if you learn that dog's DNA changes over time, you're going to have a bigger business than even what you have now. Yeah. You're going to be if on I the cutting that, edge. I won't be. Yeah, I won't be doing poo prints anymore. That's, yeah, that's uh, that. I believe there are scientific yeah. principles at work here. Yeah. <laughs> It's a one-time charge, and if you go to a campground that's using the program and you've registered at, an, at another site, you can simply tell them, and they can contact us and, and have you added to that resort's profile, and you're good to go. What's the turnaround time if, I, you know, if I'm there with Fido and I swab his, his or her mouth and send it in? What's the turnaround time? The genetic profile is loaded in the database in about seven to nine days. Now, when you register, obviously your information is in there immediately and your, and your dog's in there, but the profile attaches to it. It, it finishes lab processing about seven to nine days. Okay. okay. So this is something you'd definitely do before you left on a trip get enough time to get yourself registered so a lot of it is retroactive so if you register online hey i'm coming i'm bringing a dog you swab uh when you get there so you're swabbing in the presence of management and they've oh. got the kits on hand and it's sent in and then you know if there's poop that matches it it happens after the fact Okay. Okay. It's like one of those red light tickets. Get it <laughs> yeah. in the mail. It's like, oh, shoot. Right. Or when you steal those nice robes from the hotel and you get that charged <laughs> right. later, it's like that. So how many dogs have been registered through Poo Prints? So to date, we have registered almost 600,000 dogs across the world. Wow. We have processed, I think it's over 150,000 pieces of poop. Wow. Our mailman, I we take gonna... special care Tony of Tony has been talking about your mailman for three days. Like, I can't like, imagine being their mailman. Yeah. Right? How many mailmen do you go through in like a year? Listen, we, his name is Timmy, and he loves us, and we take care of him, and he's been with us for years. Well, that's good. He jokes, nobody wants this route. <laughs> Right before I got on this call, I actually got a call from the postmaster. We move, We have so much dog poop that comes in locally that we have that kind of relationship. Some days they call us and they want us to come pick up our own mail. Too much for, too much too for much Timmy too. to carry. Yeah. <laughs> so I watched the video and it's just a small, like one or two ounce little plastic bottle that comes in in a Ziploc bag. 
So they're they're not raw handfuls of poop that or is, anything. We, we have a <laughs> we have a saying. Sometimes we get a turd in a box. That's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Now we have a proprietary waste collection kit. We've got a, a, a special solution in there that's a DNA preservative. It actually takes we say a nickel to dime size piece of that that surprise um, you put it in that bottle mix it with the solution and and that's all we need to sample now is there a provision to check out your dog's ancestry also as an upgrade as an owner or something like that yeah so in our system each dog owner gets access they get their own personal access to our database that's a profile of their dog that they can access and there's all kinds of additional genetic testing that they can purchase and products and all kinds of stuff interesting and so then when you have a repeat offender does that go on their file so if i <laughs> if i was a if i was a bad dog owner and i went and looked at my dog's profile i would see oh i forgot to pick up poop in wood smoke and in yeah. texas and <laughs> so we don't tie the poop prints results back to those resident profiles those are kept only for our clients that pay for the program Okay. You're saying that the campgrounds who do participate definitely see an improvement in this situation and the, their cleanliness, for lack of a better description. Oh, yeah. So we have most of them report a 95 to 98 percent reduction in waste. Wow. It's funny, too, how social behavior can change when there's accountability and structure put in place. Mm -hmm. Our clients report that when they start our program and just start registration, 70 percent of the problem disappears huh. right then and there. Yep. Because they know that. So do these campgrounds have those kits? You said you can just swab and register your dog when you arrive at the campground. So right. there are campgrounds that say you can't bring your dog in unless it's getting registered or already registered. Yep. So a lot of them, you call us and say, hey, we want to do the program and we'll get you set up. We'll send you kits. And a lot of them, as people make reservations and say, I have a dog, they say, hey, great. We use this program called Poo Prints where we register the DNA. In that way, if we find any surprises later, we match it back to who didn't pick it up. When you check in, bring your dog over to the office, we'll get them swabbed and registered. Okay. And is there a cost to the campground to register with you guys? So we just charge per registration kit. There's no fee. There's no contract to be a part of our program. We just charge per registration kit. So it would seem like an almost complete no-brainer for a campground to sign up and, and be part of this. And it's good for the dog owner, too. I mean, you can find out stuff about your dog. And it's one of those rare everybody wins kind of things. That's our goal. We want it to be a win-win. You know, we want a program that is basically at no cost to the campground. We want a program that rewards dog owners for being responsible and gives them additional tools to live a happy and healthy life with their pet. That's very cool. That's really cool. What is the rate of accuracy? Is there a, what are the chances that, you know, it, it, you thought it was Shelley's number two, but it was really Fido's or whatever. How, how accurate are the results? So that's one of my favorite questions. You know, a lot of people ask that. And there's two ways. When you're talking about DNA, there's two ways to talk about accuracy. First of all, DNA is 99.999% accurate when you've got a profile. We are able to pull DNA from 95% of the poop samples that we receive. 
So our fail rate, we call it, is only 5%. So when we've processed hundreds of thousands of pieces of poop, there's only a small piece that we're not pulling DNA from. Okay. Now, even cooler than that, I think, is everybody watches those court TV dramas and they're talking about DNA evidence. (laughs) Like there's a one in, you know, 2 million chance this profile belongs to anybody else. Right. We do, it's called random match probability. We do the same thing with dog poop. So on our results that we deliver to, let's say the campground, when we get poop is on there. We say there is a one in 78 sextillion chance. That's one of our, that's most, most of our results come back with a number called sextillion. I'd never wow. heard of it. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of zeros. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 40 zeros. Yeah. So it shows you the chance of this profile matching any other dog. And most of the time it exceeds the dog population of the world. Wow. wow. That's impressive. That's how accurate it is. That's pretty accurate. So we yeah. can't argue that. What? No, it wasn't my dog. If we say it was your dog, it was your dog. Yeah. We had a guy one time say, so you're telling me there's a chance. And I'm like, well, (laughs) that's a slim chance. One in sextillion chance. Yeah, sure. You have an equal amount of chance. Is that guy a lawyer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Beyond a reasonable doubt. (laughs) That's super cool that there is something out there that benefits all campers and is really a a good situation on all sides. So, boy, Jay, I'm impressed and I'm really glad that we learned more about Blueprints and are able to share it. Yeah. Thank you all for having us. I tell you, if anybody's got questions, there's you would be amazed at the questions we get. And there's no question off limits. So if anybody's <laughs> got questions, reach out to us, pooprints.com. And that's P-O-O. Everybody knows how to spell poo. And then prints, P-R-I-N-T-S. Okay, good. Perfect. And we'll put that in our show notes so that people don't have to remember even. Yeah, absolutely. We'll put a link right to the site. Yep. My disappointment now is I'm sure that all day long I am going to be thinking of dumb puns and stupid things <laughs> to say. And I'm going to go, Doc, God, I want to call Jay back and say, hey, Jay, did you hear this? And you're like, dude, we hear oh. that all day long. Oh, yeah. Jay just decided yeah. to change his number. <laughs> Listen, it's a, it's a crappy job. Somebody's got to do it. You call oh, me anytime. Man. <laughs> well, it's a good thing that there's a lot of growth because that way you're flushed with business. <laughs> yeah. I told you we're, we're number one in the number two business. So call us. <laughs> I wonder how many listeners we either gained or lost. <laughs> All right. Well, we won't take up any more of your time, Jay, but boy, thank you very much for being here with us. You all are awesome. <laughs> Have a great day. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We love being part of the largest club of RVers with events, rallies, tours, resources, and more. And you can be too. That's the FMCA, and it's not just for motorhomes anymore. Now any RVer can join the FMCA and enjoy their fantastic benefits. Yeah, like chapters where people of common interest gather and go on outings and adventures together. It's a great way to meet other RVers who share your interest or location. But there are other great resources too, like a beautiful magazine, forums, videos, tutorials, and so much more. And don't forget the incredible programs like Medical Assist, where the FMCA is there for you in the event of a medical emergency on the road. 
Yes, and we signed up for the FMCA's roadside assistance, which specializes in RVs and offers towing to the nearest qualified repair facility, no matter how many miles away it is. It's a great optional program that's been part of the FMCA for years. Plus, of course, we've got a good deal for you. New members can save $10 on an FMCA membership. We've got the details and more information on this terrific organization on our discounts and deals page at StresslessCamping.com. Join us and other RV enthusiasts at an upcoming rally or gathering and save money in the process. Now Now that's that's Stressless Camping. Today we are talking to Shanna Hancock, who, along with her husband, Paul, own and run We RV Champions in Tyler, Texas. Shanna, thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you. We have been looking at Tyler, Texas, and it looks like you guys have quite a bit there. But first, what inspires you to own a campground? What prompted that? Well, Paul purchased the campground in 2015. We were both in corporate and tired of that grind. He was with Dale and I was in lending and, you know, just to get out of the grind, sold everything, purchased a campground and here we are. (laughs) That's awesome. And were you RVers before you stepped into this world? I was for about 15 years with my job. I worked coast to coast in an industrial company, but he was not. This is his first RV to ever own, (laughs) and we full-time in it. It's a real simple way of life, and it's really fun, so we enjoy it. Oh, that's fantastic. It's always good when people love the lifestyle and also are part of it, like yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. It helps when you actually use an RV, and then you understand (laughs) when guests have some kind of trouble with an RV and you actually know what they're talking about. <laughs> How to help them and where to direct them to get help if we yeah, can't do yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> now, I saw on your website that you have Texas size spaces. Yeah. So tell yes. me about that. I wish Paul were here to tell you the dimensions because I don't know them. <laughs> but this was a mobile home park oh. many years ago. So it's a conversion from a mobile home park to an RV park. Okay. So if that gives you any perspective on how large the sites yeah. are. They're just really nice. They're larger than most yards in a residential community. Right. Yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's one of the awesome. complaints people have about RV parks is that you could pass a cup of sugar from rig to rig. <laughs> and obviously <laughs> that's not the case there. No, it's not. <laughs> it's hard to find, you know, that good balance especially when you're designing a park. Yeah. We travel a good bit and we've been in the pasta sugar ones where you're right next door. (laughs) (laughs) And it's nice to have a little bit of your own space. Right. And how many spaces do you have? We have 50. Okay. We're hoping to expand because we are running 90 plus occupancy. That's great. Wow. But we're not on city. So, you know, having the land. Oh, yeah. To work. But we're, we're working with that and we're on the hunt for the next park. So, you know, some really exciting things are happening. Oh, that's, that's very cool. And did you come up with the name RV Champions? How did you arrive at that? We RV Champions is inspired from the Lombardi Trophy. Paul has a partner, Michael. And when they first bought this park, they are both huge Dolphin fans. I don't Uh know if you know anything about football. 
that was the inspiration. If you see the the logo, it's like the Lombardi trophy oh. with a motorhome on top. Okay. Some people don't get it. Some people do. Okay. That's well, now cool. more people will get it. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We just did a remodel on the laundry room, break area, bathrooms, and Orange and turquoise. Love the colors. (laughs) I really tried to put some orange on the wall, but it just didn't work. Had to repaint it. (laughs) And we did orange accents. I'm like, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Are you fairly seasonal there or is it more of a year round park? Oh, it's a year round. We have a lot of long term. Uh Okay. The monthly. I mean, we have a waiting list and then we have five nightlies and then several weeklies. Okay. So our transient, you know, that's starting to come up on our numbers too. So that's good. Right now is the time to be in this business because everybody and their brother wants to get out and enjoy this beautiful lifestyle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know we have like Faulkner Park. Last week we had the dog show. So we had a lot of weekenders for that. And then, you know, the, what's it called? The Frisbee, the golf. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Frisbee golf? Yes. They had a big tournament two weeks ago, and we were calling around because, you know, all the parks in the area, we kind of know each other. So we were trying to help everyone get sites because everybody was full. (laughs) When big things come to town like that, that happens. And you Mm -hmm. have a lot of things in the area to see. I saw, well, the zoo was one of the things I saw. (laughs) You have a zoo there. Mm -hmm. Very nice zoo. But the thing that really caught, well, I know it caught Peggy's attention was the Rose Festival. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. The Rose Garden. And then they have a Rose Festival every year. And I mean, that pulls from all over the U.S. They crown the Rose Queen and the gowns and they had a huge parade. And oh, it's it's over the top. It's beautiful. And uh, yeah, they claim Tyler, Texas is the Rose Capital of the World. Ooh. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Do you have roses on the property? Well, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, they'd kick them out of Tyler. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That and azaleas. Oh. In the spring, two weeks, I think, is the Azalea Trail. Oh, they just come to life. They're just gorgeous. Down in the Azalea District, it's it's a downtown, older part, you know, brick streets. But the Azaleas are just in high bloom and just very pretty. That sounds cool. So you have a historic component and you have the roses and the zoo. And I also see that there's a lot of fishing in the area. Yes, we are about six miles from Lake Palestine. That's a great fishing lake. And I can't tell you how many acres. It's it's large. large <laughs> the fish don't care how big it is as right. long as they, they get a worm. <laughs> exactly. exactly. But we also have Canton Trade Days. The first weekend, first Monday is what's called. It's several, several acres of just buildings and, you know, people come in with arts and crafts and antiques. It, it That's a big attraction oh. huh. in this area. Is that a year-round thing, the first Monday? Mm-hmm. Huh, that's pretty cool. So there's not a bad time to come and see you. Right. No, not really. We have vineyards. We have two universities. I know we've had some college kids out, you know, that would stay, that were in school. Mm-hmm. Great parks, a state park close by, Tiger Creek, Wildlife Refuge. That's really interesting. 
Oh, and we're, we're by an airport. We're several miles down from the airport, and they have a really nice historic aviation museum. Oh. A lot of fun attractions around. Yeah, yeah it sounds, sounds like, like there's a lot to do. You have yeah. to stay at least a week to see it all. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And then, of course, food. I would imagine you're close to Louisiana, or not that far, and then Texas, of course. Any meals we got to make sure to get while we're there? Well, right now we're in the throes of crawfish season, mm. which is fabulous. I'm a big LSU, so love crawfish and the Cajun flair of everything. We have great Mexican food. And, you know, of course, steaks are great in Texas. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Texas-sized steaks. Absolutely. We have a great staff here at the park, and monthly we'll put on, like, a cookout. We couldn't make Cinco de Mayo work, so this Saturday we're having our Cinco de Mayo. So okay. we're going to have the Mexican food, and we're going to have some games out, and some cornhole tournaments. So <laughs> lots of fun. That's cool. So if that you go to the good. campground, you don't even necessarily have to leave you can just stay and camp and have fun and entertainment yeah that's true we have a great staff and some really good long-term people here that we're very close with that's terrific so what is if someone's kind of short on time what's the one thing that you tell them they absolutely have to see before they leave tyler i would say the rose gardens okay that's always worth the trip well, if you're the rose capital of the world, I, I would imagine right. that's, the, that's <laughs> the case. Absolutely. You'll have to, you know, run down to one of the local growers and pick up a few roses, too. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. What a romantic place to go. You could pick up yeah. roses. Are the roses available year-round also, or is it? You can, but right now, there, you know, there's just an abundance yeah. All the, the grows have them in every color imaginable. Yeah. So That's early cool. summer, right? Early summer is the best time for roses. Yeah. And, you know, we had that winter storm because we oh, right. normally don't get snow, but we had, I don't remember how many feet. It was, it was beautiful, but the roses are so vibrant this spring. Oh, good. Huh. The colors, I guess, because of the cold. That's good. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So, see, I guess out of tragedy comes... Whatever absolutely. that expression is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And is there something you wish that campers knew before they, they came? Is there a piece of RV advice that you have for RVers? I think it's always good to go in and talk to the park host and get a feel for the area. And then that way, you know, whatever piques your interest, you know, whether it be golf or gardening or, I mean, we have great vineyards or hiking or the lakes or shopping, you know, so we can, you know, direct you in the right path so you don't miss some of the really fun events. So the That's a great, great idea, piece yeah. of advice is, yeah, talk to the local campground folks because they know the area and they right. know the best stuff to see and do there. Mm -hmm. Well, Shanna, thank you so much for joining us today and telling us all about We RV Champions in Tyler, Texas. And as always, I have another place on my list that I have to visit now. <laughs> well, thank you. It was a pleasure. And we look forward to to you coming by. Yep, absolutely. We have a number of destinations in Texas now that are must-sees, right. including Tyler and yep. the We RV Champions RV Park. You'll have to map, you know, map you out a course through Texas. <laughs> yeah, on our way down to Alabama, and that's when we'll stop here yeah. on that trip. <laughs> Sounds good. Okay, well, All right, Shannon, thank we'll, you again. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. It was a real pleasure speaking with you. Okay, so 
So speaking of dogs. Yeah. Well, that, <laughs> talk about a transition. We actually had a trifecta for this episode and our middle thing kind of fell apart. We know of campgrounds, RV parks that have been really successful using poo prints, but yep. we were not able to get them to come on and talk they to us. They didn't want to talk to us. They probably heard our puns and they're like, yeah, we don't we don't need that jerk making a bunch of poop jokes. But come on, they're funny. Whatever. Anyway, so with absolutely no dissing, we RV champions, of course. Oh gosh, no, 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 not at all. They they're but, terrific. But it was supposed to go from poo to poo to dogs. Yeah. So dogs. So we got a Hughes Power Watchdog. <laughs> I was hounding them for one. <laughs> And we've had a search suppressor with our travel trailer since we bought it. And we had the Progressive Industries one, which I thought was a very good one. And it still is. Yeah, it still is. It has saved us a number of times. Yeah. We've been in RV parks where the power went so low that the surge suppressor shut off the power to the trailer to save all the little electronic goodies. We have been in RV parks where we pull up to the pedestal and the first thing we do is go and plug in the surge suppressor and... On more than one occasion, it has said, uh, 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 you can't use this pedestal. It's We've seen not reverse right. polarity and other problems. So we really are huge advocates of having a surge suppressor in your toolbox. Yes, absolutely. And so we got, now why, if we already had one that we're happy with, why did we want to get the Hughes Power Watchdog? Okay, because a number it's a of dog. reasons. Well, there's We wanted that. a okay. dog. <laughs> this is the easiest one to travel with. I guess. <laughs> So what this does, it does have more protection. It has 4,800 joules of protection. It's simpler in that you plug in the Hughes Power Watchdog to the power pedestal. And they have a 30 and a 50. They have multiple models. We got the one with the emergency power off and Bluetooth. So you plug in. And there's a big old picture of a dog on the front. And if the dog lights up white, it's, it's all, all right. Good. And if it lights up red, then your, your power's power dead. Is I don't not know. Good. Your power's yeah. dead. And so well, don't use so it. So it's that simple, but it's far more than that. The Hughes Power Watchdog that we got also has Bluetooth functionality. So you can actually sit in your RV and see how much power you're consuming. You can reset it if there's been a power issue. You can do a number of things and, and measure a number of things. I'm not going to get too much into it. If you really want to get nerdy, I actually did a video with the RV electricity expert, Mike Sokol, and I'll put a link to that video. Well, it, Or if you listen to the podcast on our website, which you can do, the video will be there too. So you're saying with Bluetooth, your phone can monitor the watchdog. Yes. The watchdog itself just has white or red on the light, but the phone will give you all kinds of information. Lots so if you're nerdy, like me, it's cool. <laughs> but here's the other really neat thing about the Hughes Power Watchdog. This was the thing he's been waiting yeah. for and wanting for a long so time. So if it does have a circumstance where it fries the protective circuit, you can just replace that. You can just replace that piece. Yeah, you don't have to throw the whole protector. darn thing away. You just can swap out that piece and it's a user replaceable part, which is pretty cool. And they also have a great warranty as well. It's just a product that I'm very happy. We got the specifically the PWD30-EPO. So that's so. Power Watchdog, 30 amp. Emergency power off. Okay. <laughs> 
How's that? All of those things. All right. They are a lot cheaper than spending a summer waiting for parts and having your RV a lot less frustrating too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So again, the really simple answer is why you want one of these is if something goes wrong with the campground's electricity, it will hurt the watchdog, and the watchdog will protect it from hurting the camper. Yeah. If you don't have any kind of surge protector, then any problem with the electricity just zaps right into your camper and can yep. fry your whole entire electrical system. Well, and one of the things that Mike Sokol said in the interview, which was a very valid point, let's say your campground has been wired properly 30 years ago. Right. And now, you know, things happen, things were out, all of that. Let's say that the not very well qualified repair person comes and swaps out a plug and miswires it. So, you know, new plugs on old campgrounds is scary. New plugs in old houses is scary. (laughs) We wouldn't know anything about that. Oh, no, not at all. (laughs) Anyway, that's our gadget of the week and we'll have the video there. So check it out. And we have a discount code on the Hughes Power Watchdogs too. So Excellent. That was kind of them to send that along. Indeed. Last week, I asked you if you don't have a dog that protects all your stuff. No, kidding. I didn't ask you that. If you had, <laughs> okay. had, if you had, had anything stolen while you were camping. And this goes back to, I am not surprised by these answers. Good. There were only three yeses and dozens and dozens of no's. And the yeses, one of them was that she had had things stolen, but by the trash pandas. Yeah. Food stolen by raccoons or other critters. Yeah. I'm not sure that was where I was going, but hey, if that's your only bad experience, yay. Yeah. For the (laughs) most part, people said no. Nothing has been stolen. Now, we had one person who said they had stuff stolen from their RV at a storage facility. And I actually know of a few people that have had that. Yeah. And so I, you know, I kind of specifically was asking about at campgrounds. And what we have learned is that if something's going to happen, it seems to happen more often in storage than in Well, so much so that I wrote an article, which I'll put a link to in RV Travel, about how horribly not secure RV storage lots are. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, not an uncommon thing at all, sadly. Yeah. So this week, I'm going right back to the dogs. <laughs> and I'd like to know some feedback about what we talked about today and find out if you have had your dog registered by Poo Prince or would you do it to get a discount or to be able to make a reservation at a campground? Mm. I mean, I don't see any bad in the whole situation, but I'd like to hear your side of things. I still want to know who's the mailman at the Poo Prince address. (laughs) We want to thank Timothy. Yeah, right. (laughs) Thank you for bringing the mail. (laughs) Well, we all get that kind of stuff in the mail anyway, right? I mean, you know, stuff about politics and... Oh, those poo samples. All of that stuff. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Did you know we send a once a week newsletter and it's free? Are you glad to hear the end of this episode? (laughs) Yeah. Or are you like, you know, it's just, you can't not laugh. Let's be honest. And there's the book, Everybody Poops. So that's how I started my article. So back to that newsletter thing, you know, (laughs) we have links to stories and videos and podcasts that help you get the most out of 
immersive RVing experience. Yeah. So just visit our website and you can sign up. And you know, we'll never share your information with anybody else. That's we right. We only send one email per week. And that's all we use that email address for. And while you're there on stresslesscamping.com, you can jump off into all the social places like the Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group where you can answer our questions of the week. Yep. There was a really neat recipe shared this week. Ah. Uh, looked really good. <laughs> and you know, of course, we've got our discounts and deals for the best things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure. And if you've got a great deal that our audience would love, let us know. Please do. And of course, if you don't want to miss a future episode of the Stressless Camping Podcast, it's free! It's free to subscribe on any podcast app, and we're saving a seat for you around our virtual campfire. Absolutely. And did you know that a five-star review will help others find this podcast? And the more listeners we get, the more poop we can dig up. (laughs) We can continue to get fantastic guests like we have had in the past and as we have had in the present and as we have planned for the future. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much again for joining us this week. Happy Happy camping. camping! We hope you learned a lot, had some fun, and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure. And we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping. I doggone it. I stepped in it.